Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweeps. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a light-hearted look at the dark side of history. Today we've got a, a kind of a different topic for us. It's, uh, the title of the podcast is The Reincarnation of Bridie Murphy. So um, this podcast is about a book that was written back in the early 1950s uh, in which a hypnotist um, did some regression with a young lady and took her back to a previous life. And it created quite a stir, Brandy, back in the 50s. This I book. imagine it did. So we're going to talk about it. It's kind of an interesting story. But before we do, um, let me introduce our panel. I am joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented, the queen, the mean, the mistress of the macabre, the empress of evil, pill-popping, penis-loving, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm good, Timmy. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Since I'm the only one that's going to tell you that today, I thought I would do it publicly. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do not get a lot of Valentine wishes. So no, you're going to be sad Chrissy and alone. didn't send you something uh, to me? And now I'm, Chrissy and I have decided that uh, we're going to... Um, no, wait. Chrissy and you didn't decide anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you didn't miss our last podcast, I was getting texts by a dancer, a, a ballerina, I believe. No. Nope. Uh, I don't believe she worked for the ballet so. to me. The dancers for the ballet are quick to tell you that dancers yeah. for the ballet. And her, she was a dancer. She told me she was a professional dancer. I yeah. take her at her word. Her thigh tattoo would say different. <laughs> anyway, yes, uh, it, it didn't seem to work out. So we were oh, <laughs> I know. already flamed out. Well, you know, well, it's, it, it, it's, it's like a butterfly. It was very beautiful, but very short-lived. Well, and, you know, it's hard to have a relationship, any kind of relationship with somebody who doesn't remember things like, you know, JFK or where did I meet you or yeah do I know you or you know world they don't re- they don't remember things like you know World War Two or 911 9-11. 9-11, yeah, yeah I mean when they look at you blankly when you say we used to have a tape player yeah then you know maybe that's not the one for you yeah oh well it, it, it was you know very beautiful but it was short-lived. no it was it was pretty not beautiful it was pretty vile and disgusting <laughs> A little bit violent. Let me introduce the uh, really the moral compass of our podcast, a man who is known for his charity work. He, of course, is nope. the face of Bloody Stool, uh, <laughs> the very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Oh, I'm not pleased, Timmy. <laughs> What's wrong, Colonel? I'm not pleased. 
I look up last night, get ready to go to bed. Yeah, you had your you had your uh, stocking cap on. I had my. <laughs> He'd had his sanka. I had my sanka, <laughs> and I look you... on our Facebook page, <laughs> and I see that someone has sullied the good name of the mighty general. Who was no? First of all, look, I'm behind you on this, <laughs> but we're not doing general. You did not, Captain Crunch. Oh, you did no. not get a fucking promotion. <laughs> Well, okay. first of all, you're not behind him on this because you <laughs> chimed in, too. I did. So I have been forced, Timmy. You have sullied the reputation of my manhood. Well, let's explain what, what, what the, came up. I, I, I made a post on a Facebook page uh, coming out against uh, penis shaming. Yeah, penis shaming. And it was on your behalf. Because you were made fun of in, in high school at gym class. I was not and made fun of. Because you're a giver. <laughs> yeah. And I knew, Colonel, you, you don't like to talk about yourself. And I knew you <laughs> you would not want to bring it up. So, I, you know. But well, today, Timmy, I felt that I could not let such uh, <laughs> such egregious uh, libel and slander stand. Libel and Timmy? slander. About penis shaming? So... I have a dossier that my representative, my legal representative, let's call her the advocate devil, mm-hmm. will present to refute your slanderous lies. Is it a photo of his uh, junk? He's paying me like 50 bucks for this, so. Yes. I think, what are you going to say? Well, well, we have exhibit A. That would be a picture of the colonel's penis. <laughs> that is the Washington Monument. <laughs> so, no, it's not. I have a letter from the lovely Mrs. Colonel. You want to read it, Brandy? <laughs> yeah. This is from, this is not, this is from Renee, uh-huh. but not at all. <laughs> Having been with the colonel for many years, I can honestly state without prejudice or equivocation that the colonel has substantial PED-free genitalia, and it appears to be signed in her hand, with her hand. Okay, I don't believe that. And Exhibit C is a sworn affidavit by someone very famous, Timmy. Who is that? Well, this is a sworn affidavit. Personally, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. It's easy. Okay, so she personally came and appeared before me, the undersigned notary, the within-named Linda Lovelace, who is a resident of Orange County, state of California, and makes this or her his or her statement and general affidavit upon oath and affirmation. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I solemnly swear that the colonel's gigantic penis made me choke, effectively ending my porn career. Linda Lovelace. And it was signed today. All right. Uh, the you know, 14th day of February, which, which is, is amazing because she's dead, but yeah. whatever. So those are those are all of his proofs. I okay, uh, we will we will enter that into the record, Colonel. Oh, it's entered I want into that the entered record. into the record. Okay, I want my fifty bucks, the Colonel and and Timmy. We 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 were sitting around here thinking, you know, you're so kind to us and what we are charitable charitable causes, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't talk about enough about what you do. Today. <laughs> No, that's okay. What you I don't do. want to bore people with that. Well, no, because remember, I I have the power to edit, and yeah, no. but you don't know how. But not the ability, <laughs> yeah, the power, but not the ability. And uh, and we was talking about you're not recognized for all the work you do for the 
gonorrhea foundation. <laughs> well, so, I, you know, I, I give to hurts. <laughs> you, I know. You're, the, dri- you're part the, dri- of the drippy pecker patrol. <laughs> so if I'm going to be the face of erectile dysfunction, you should be. And penis shaming. And you should be recognized as the face of, of the drippy dick. Yes. Okay. The, I, I I will accept because that, you so hang I'm around fine. with those women like those ballerinas. Yeah, but not Chrissy because Chrissy and I never met. That are basically chlamydia traps. Okay, Colonel. I I will take your um, counsel under consideration. I don't think he will. I don't think you will. Yes. I think that we've set the record straight on a Colonel's penis. I don't think we have, but that's okay. Uh, whatever, whatever helps you sleep at night. Do you want to see my penis? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm gonna, All right. Let's in fact, get... I've just barfed a little in the back of my throat talking about it. So, yeah, you were uh, you jumped right in there on that thread. So, so if you're I not did. on, I did our, jump in on the thread. If you're not on our Facebook uh, group page, no less. please join us. It's History to Weeps podcast because we talk about important things like penis shame. Well, and the world changing things yes. i mean these are you know yeah. things that in uh, i also called you life. human menstrual cramps so yeah. <laughs> you did it made me happy it made me happy to do that all right let's get to our uh, patreon shout outs we want to uh thank all of you who support us on patreon it helps uh us defray the cost uh, of putting on this podcast and we really really do appreciate it we got some uh, new members so we want to make sure we get to everyone so let me um Thank all of those of you who support us on Patreon. Alicia and Chip, thank you very much. Jen Moyer, Jason Dykes, Phyllis Munson, Brandy McBride, TJ Young, Diane Student with the History Goes Bump podcast, Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise, Leslie Hagar, Dr. Jeff and his lovely wife, Don. Thank you very much. Amber Scoville, Jahara. Andrew Happ, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Martin, Joe Hopkins, Mandy Swanson, Jennifer Siemens, Charlie and Allie from the Insight Podcast. I just listened to their latest um, uh, episode. I would encourage you to do the same. It's really good. Cindy Lou, Heather Poole. Uh, we got a couple new sponsors. Uh, Scott with the Killer Cults and Nut Jobs Podcast. Thank you, Scott, for your uh, donation. And a special, um, a special shout out to Lydia and her sister Ruth Ann, who is turning twenty-one uh, on Monday, on the twentieth, I believe. Twentieth. And uh, Lydia uh, wanted uh, she uh, Ruth Ann introduced Lydia to our podcast. So thank you both, Lydia and Ruth, and we've got a special birthday um, uh, shout out. To Ruth, and uh, it's going to come from the colonel. This is to you, Ruth. Have a special 21st birthday. (laughs) And remember, get an Uber. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ruth Ann. Happy birthday. To you. Yay. Now, see, that was nicer than that cat in the lawnmower thing that you usually pull off when you're singing. Don't do it. Yeah, the Bee Gees. Happy birthday. 
Thank you. And happy, happy birthday, Ruthie. And we hope you have an awesome uh, 21st birthday. My 21st birthday was about 45 years ago. It was. You're very old. Yes. Uh, and we also, I forgot to thank. She's a very pretty girl. You know what? I she got, is. She's a very And I got a 19-year-old girl. and a 22-year-old. So she 21. She fell right in between. She could take a pick of either one of them. Uh, Haven't you already committed one to Beverly's yeah. daughter? Oh, yeah. The, Logan's already spoken for. He's right. going to Beverly's daughter, yeah. Okay. But uh, you've got... Uh, i got Taylor. Taylor. Young, uh, talented young man. He's in a band. He's in a band. Uh, we also need to give a <laughs> shout-out to Rudy the Wonder Dog, who supports us by giving us $1 a month. You know how, how many bullshit. milk bones that is? Uh, it's bullshit. <laughs> He's giving up a box of milk bones a month for you. I don't think so. If he gets some at Ollie's. No, we think so. if you would like to support us on Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash history dweebs where you can give a little, a lot, or uh, just a wee tiny bit. Every little thing helps, and we certainly do appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, let's get into the uh, reincarnation of Bridie Murphy. Bridie Re- Murphy. Reincarnation, Brandy. <laughs> reincarnation, Brandy, is a philosophical or religious concept. Uh, that uh, an aspect of living uh, be, uh, being a living being starts a new life in a different physical body or form after each biological death. You know, let's here's to hoping that that happens. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for a new body yeah. too. I want to be reincarnated. I want a new into, vessel. I want Katy Perry's body. Um, it is the uh, central tenet of many major religions, Colonel. I don't want to be Big Bertha when I come back. Including uh, Buddhism. I wouldn't want to be one of her moles. And <laughs> Hinduism. In fact, the majority of the vast world's population believe in reincarnation in some form or another. Well, that's just crazy. Well, don't, don't besmirch other people's beliefs. I just besmirch most of the world. In the Could United- you not? <laughs> Could you not? You know... I think we're in enough trouble with the rest of the world. Could yes. you not help it along? Yeah, that's it. That's she makes a good point there. And uh, but uh, you know, I'm with you on the penis shaming. I'm, I support you. His drippy dick supports you. <laughs> so there's that. In the United States, the case of Bridie Murphy brought world attention. Charlie Murphy's sister. No. <laughs> Audie Murphy's the, little niece. The case of Eddie Bri- Murphy's cousin. The case of Bridie Murphy brought attention to the notions of past lives, reincarnation, and the use of hypnotic regression to reveal hidden memories. In 1952, a woman named Virginia T., the wife of a Colorado businessman, was hypnotized by an amateur hypnotist named of Maury Bernstein. During the session, that sounds like a vaudeville act to me. Mm. During her session, she gave a very detailed account of her past life as an Irish woman named Bridie Murphy, claiming to have been born in 1798 and to have died in 1864. T recorded uh, recorded Bernstein recorded T's recollections in a series of other sessions. Uh, so they did this for about a year. And then it became the basis of a 1956 book uh, entitled The Search for Bridie Murphy. Um, They changed Mrs. T's name in the uh, book uh, to Ruth Simmons. So if you hear us referring to Ruth Simmons, it's still the same person. 
So the search of the search for a Bridie Murphy was the name of the book. It became a bestseller, and was later made into a movie. And and many people, it, it became kind of a sensation at the time, and many people uh, started looking into the whole concept of reincarnation. Within months of the book's publication in January 1956, it created such a uh, cultural brush file fire. Elevating hypnotes, hypnos, hypnotism into something of a national mania and laying the groundwork for a later surge in interest in reincarnation and channeling. Publications started with an uh, optimistic press release of 10,000 copies. It would go on to sell more than a million. Uh, and it uh, made its way to the New York Times bestseller list. So before too long, a whole new crop of amateur hypnotists were performing at parties all over the country and trying to regress people to go back to previous lives. By the time the movie, The Search for Bridie Murphy, came out in 1956, uh, the book had been uh, published in over 30 uh, languages in 34 different countries. It uh, would soon become the most famous case of uh, past life regression and create a media frenzy. So let me tell you a little bit about people involved. Maury Bernstein was a successful business owner of Bernstein Brothers and turned it into a thriving business dealing with heavy equipment and plumbing supplies. Uh, Maury Bernstein... Uh, when he took it over, it was a family business. He made it flourish even more, developed a large mail-order operation specializing in ranch equipment and supplies. For all of uh, Mr. Bernstein's business success, the incident that would change his life came when he came to a party in, in the early 1940s and saw a friend perform hypnotism as a parlor trick. Um, Mr. Bernstein was so impressed that he became an amateur hypnotist himself regarding and uh, reading everything he could on the subject and hypnotizing his country club friends uh, sometimes just for the novelty of it but also sometimes to help people cure things like chronic headaches or help people stop smoking that sort of thing. Virginia T was a 27 year old housewife of a businessman in Pueblo, Colorado when she met uh, who he was a uh, her husband was a business associate of Morty Bernstein and they met at a dinner party and they discussed uh, his interest in hypnosis with Virginia. After experimenting with some age regression, the two agreed to see if she could remember anything before her birth. And these tapes, by the way, I asked our sound man our sound expert, if mm-hmm. he could pull these tapes, because they're all on YouTube, and I thought it would be so cool if we could play them on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I asked Chuck about a week ago if he could pull that. You did tell me it was during this episode. And it hasn't happened yet. So uh, It's a good thing I was sitting down for that. Yes. <laughs> well, I, if I would have known we was going to do this episode, I would have done it. It only takes five minutes. Uh-huh. Anyway, you can find this. You just uh, search on YouTube, uh, Brady Murphy Tapes, and uh, you'll, you'll be able to listen to these. Uh, because they're still around. Anyway, 
Um, so they regressed, uh, Mrs. or uh, Morty, Mr. Bernstein regressed Virginia back through her life. He spoke to her about her life as a seven-year-old, as a five-year-old, three-year-old, etc. He kept going further and further back in time. Much to uh, his surprise, um, though, when he asked her to go back before this life, Mrs. D started speaking in a uh, Irish, a mild Irish dialect, and um, she went on to describe her life as a woman named Bridie Murphy. That should have been, yeah, it would have been interesting to see, don't you think, Brandy? I do, but I go to the psychic fair, so so that shit's pretty commonplace. She claimed to be a woman named Bridie Murphy, born in the town of Cork, Ireland. Isn't your family from Cork, Colonel? Kilkenny, Timmy. Okay. Uh, And she was uh, claimed to be born in 1798 and went on to describe in considerable detail a life lived in the 19th century in 19th century Ireland. While under hypnosis, uh, T told Morty Bornstein that over a hundred years ago she was an Irish woman named Bridie Murphy who went on by who went by the nickname of or Bridget Murphy. I'm sorry, who went by the nickname of Bridie. During their sessions together, um, Bernstein marveled at the detailed conversations Bridie spoke of, and as I said, her distinct Irish dialect. It sometimes is, it's hard to understand. I listen to the tape, and it's it's sometimes it's really hard to pick up what she's saying, but it's interesting. More, more, just um, more than just a few vague details. Uh, she, over this course of several sessions, made a number of statements which were potentially capable of being verified. For example, she uh, recounted having been born to her uh, her father by the name of Duncan, who was a barrister, colonel, just like your friend Nicola. Mm -hmm. He was a lawyer. And uh, her mother's name was Kathleen. She also married a Catholic man named Brian McCarthy, who was also an attorney. Hmm. She described her death after a fall down a staircase in 1864 at the age of 66. Ooh, that's got to hurt. Further, she named a number of places, including names of locations that have long since been renamed, but were in use in the 19th century Ireland, as well as acquaintances from her previous life uh, in very much detail. And she would use these archaic terms that only someone who had studied the local dialect of Ireland would have recognized. She correctly named several household items by their proper 19th century terms and identified the currency of the era, uh, which was different than it is today. So she would have no way of knowing these things as just a normal housewife from Colorado. So Brandy's going to tell us what happens next during these regressions. Tell us, Devil. I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. Uh, In all, she made more than two dozen specific statements that provided precise details of a verifiable nature, uh, many of which were later demonstrated to be correct. She did all of this with no prior knowledge about or interest in Ireland or Irish folklore, history, or customs. And we are told possessing no prior interest in reincarnation either. 
great. Yeah, she was. Um, she wasn't Shirley MacLaine. No, but she was a devout Catholic, so she didn't. Even to to her death, time she died, she never believed that she had been reincarnated. She never believed it. Uh, when Bernstein published his book about the case, The Search for Bridie Murphy, in 1956, it became famous around the world and sparked an excited interest in the possibility of reincarnation. Over six sessions, Virginia revealed many details about Bridie's life, including her birthday in 1798, her childhood amid a Protestant family in the city of Cork, her marriage to Sean Brian Joseph McCarthy, and even her own death at the age of 60 in 1858. So she lived a long time for that time. Yeah, 60-some years. Well, 60. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah. And, and you know what else? At the psychic fair, you can sit down and people will tell you all about your past lives. Really? Yes. I was a nun in a past life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the bitch said. <clears throat> Whatever, scoffers. As Bridie, she provided numerous specifics such as names, dates, places, events, shops, and songs. Things Virginia was always surprised about when she woke up from hypnosis. You ever been put under hypnosis? Yes. Uh, how about you, Colonel? I have. Uh, I got kicked out of therapy because I would not. I would not let him hypnotize me. <clears throat> My dad can do it. Were you, did you? Uh, were you aware? When you, were you aware mm-hmm. of you when you were under? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it wasn't like you were asleep. You no. Know what you're saying? No. But my dad... Uh, I mean, I've been in relaxed states before, but I don't think I've ever been in... My dad went to the FBI Academy, and they teach him how to, they teach you how to do that shit at the FBI Academy. Okay. So, evidently, I was like a fucking guinea pig. Uh, so, Virginia herself was born in the Midwest in 1923, had never been to Ireland, uh, didn't speak with even the slightest hint of an Irish accent. But could these details be verified? The results of many investigations were mixed. Much of what Bridie said was consistent with the time and the place, and it seemed inconceivable inconceivable, inconceivable. that someone who had never been to Ireland could provide so many details which, with such confidence. However, journalists could find no historical record of Bridie Murphy, not her birth, her family, her marriage, or her death. Which wouldn't be that unusual since... No, I mean, it's... Yeah. Record-keeping of 1860 wasn't the best. Right. Uh, believers supposed that this was merely due to the poor record keeping of the time. You know what will be happening is like now with the internet stuff. If someone has past life regressions in the future, and it goes to the seventies, then yeah, 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 you should be able to verify yeah. pretty easily. However, go to their Facebook page. Oh, but critics discovered inconsistencies. <laughs> well, that's true. Go to their Tinder account. <clears throat> uh, critics discovered inconsistencies in Bridie's speech. And also learned that Virginia had grown up near and had known well an Irish woman named Bridal Corkle. Yeah, what they did is once the story became popular and it became a bestseller and a movie came out, so they started getting investigator reporters. But what they didn't do, uh, uh, they, some of them focused on Bridie, but a lot of them started focusing on Virginia to see if there was anything in her background that would lead to her maybe, you know, Coming up with these stories. Uh, There were flaws in this theory, too, however, keeping the case of Bridie Murphy an intriguing mystery. The famous Bridie Murphy case not only remains one of the most famous pastime memory cases, past life memory cases on record, 
but is also notable for being one of the few that has been both successfully debunked and subsequently undebunked. Yeah, so you have a, a myth busters and then the myth the myths busters busted. There you go. Yeah, something like that. That was work for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Though savaged by its critics within months of the story's release in 1956. I was well-spoken in a previous life. Well, clearly. <laughs> he was, he was, a, he was a, one of those auctioneers. <laughs> Could he you imagine telling me a fucking auctioneer? <laughs> no. It's a goddamn town crier. That's what he was. He was a dream squasher in a previous <laughs> life. And this and one. And this one, too. Yeah. And a slanderer. As much a slanderer. He's a yellow journalist. I do not do That was yellow journalism, Timmy. I do not do penis shaming. fake news. That was fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Oh, really? Fake news. Fake news. That's, you know what? You're showing me a picture of the the Washington Monument claiming it's his penis, and you're telling me it's fake news? First of all, I claim nothing. I was merely reading because I was being paid. Yeah. I'm like Walter Cronkite. She was the advocate devil. I am, yeah. I'm you the, know you're never getting paid and dying. And in the justice system, oh, there I'll are get two it. sides. You don't worry about that. I get it. All right. So my penis could very well look like this. Nope. A pointy. Hmm. <laughs> pointy. Well, you got to taper it at the end a little bit. Like, like you know how Chinese women bind their feet. Is that yeah. how you do that? <laughs> penis binding. <laughs> I see. You can keep your fifty bucks. It's gross. <laughs> There's a lot of guys into penis binding, by the way. God. It's a sport. You know, I don't get the rings. I, yeah, the, you know, I, don't, I don't get the whole... The London Fire Brigade what? put out a thing. The London Fire Brigade put out a thing. And I wish I could find the tweet. But I'm guessing these are firemen in London. The London Fire Brigade. <laughs> okay. Put, put out a thing talking about how they need everybody to be careful because, you know, tonight is... The night when they get the most calls for cutting those rings off of people's peckers. Oh, <laughs> Valentine's Day, you mean? Yeah. Yes. I wonder yeah. if there's a lot of uh, they get a lot of emergencies with the anal and certain certain things in there, the anus on uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I assume that's a squad call, and so probably. <laughs> what I'm wondering is, what made his mind go to that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you're part of the London Fire Brigade, you'd rather, you know, get a cat, kitty out of a tree. Than a half a zucchini out of somebody's ass. Well, that's not that high up. I mean, there's only so many places that shit can go. You just reach up there and or get it out. Fucking gerbils are dangerous. Well, they'll bite you. Yeah, they will. Fucking gerbils. But, yeah, they have to. Well, they have to go in with, like. I don't know, Jaws of Life or something, and get those <laughs> rings off people's penises. Well, you know, because... Or your penis can become necrotic and die. Oh, Ooh, the de- dead penis. Decaying penis. Even Viagra won't help that no. shit. You know, Popsicle sticks might. Then I had a, you're subject uh, to penis shaming, Colonel. Well, then it's deserved. Actually, I have uh, I, Oh, look, I, I have has a, habit. a story. No, just a, I have a habit of losing wedding rings. Things up your ass? <laughs> no, not things up my ass. I lose my wedding ring a lot. You're Jerry Gergich. And, uh, and you're your Jerry wallet. Gergich. And my wallet. You're I, Jerry fucking Gergich. And That's your who phone. You are Parks and Rec. You're Jerry goddamn Gergich. <laughs> and your phone. Well, I lose shit. So anyway, Renee bought me a, uh, I guess, a titanium wedding ring. Uh-huh. That's a, they use that on the space shuttle. And my friend, who is a uh, paramedic, said, absolutely do not wear that. Because if you break your finger and your finger swells up, we can't cut that off at the hospital. 
We don't have tools yes. at the hospital to cut that off. We'd have to remove. St- I what mean, they'd is have that to your do. story? I know I understand they have to cut your finger off to no, get it No, they wouldn't have to cut your finger off. They'd have to flay all the skin off your finger to get the ring off. Oh, yeah. And then take the ring off and then, and then do skin grafts. Shit, yeah. and Couldn't they just put, like, soak it in some soap or water? If you break your finger, though, it's not going to work. If you break your finger, your finger swells up. It won't matter. Oh. You, I used soap and water. I used suntan oil one time. I got a horseshoe stuck around my neck to me. I, we was at a party, a July 4th party, and I was sitting. These guys was all playing horseshoes, and I didn't know anybody. It was a friend of Renee's, and we went there every year, and they were real uppity people, uh-huh. you know. And I'm sitting in one of those beach uppity, chairs. Wait, uppity people defined as anybody not on the west side. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was out in like Sims Township. Oh my god! Yeah. And I told yeah. Renee before we go, I was they're like, probably you know employed and everything. They're employed. If they, I gotta listen, no to cars one in the yard. One K. No, no cars in the yard. <laughs> These are motherfuckers always building a new house. Always building a new house. No matter who you talk to. And I always talk about Sons open floor plans and whatnot and a golf game. And, and you know, and I, and I told Renee, I don't want to go, but I went anyway. So I'm sitting in a beach chair talking to this guy. And, you know, the beach chair sit real low to the ground. Right. And uh, It's amazing. These guys are throwing horseshoes. Well, you know how sometimes it'll miss and they'll roll end over end? Mm-hmm. Well, you know how people rolled, miss in horseshoes. Yeah. One rolled toward me. Right. And came to me. And, and, and this was and an amazing feat. Of hand-eye coordination, Timmy. Mm-hmm. I snatched this horseshoe up, jabbed it on my neck, rolled up back off my chair, and said, "Oh Lord, help me, help me, help me!" So you create, you <clears throat> made an ass of yourself. I thought it was pretty funny. Now, where it got difficult is, you know how they got those little bobs on the end? Yes. Well, I got the thing on my neck. That's and it's and they're there to weed out like <laughs> that's it's a survival of the this fittest is a true kind story of thing. The Mrs. Colonel can verify this. It's anti-retard. Is what it it is. It's an anti-retard uh, <laughs> device. When it came time to get the horseshoe off my neck, uh-huh. I couldn't get it off my neck. So they're all awkwardly waiting for me to get it off. And kind of goth like, though, man. And Renee's like, How you know, fat come was on. his neck? And I was like, come on. Renee, I'm not lying. I can't get this motherfucker off my neck. It took like three, four people and a bunch of suntan lotion and them Meanwhile, skin. the the owner of the horseshoes wasn't going to let you leave the party. <laughs> no, was gonna, I was staying there. It wasn't a lucky horseshoe. But anyway, it was one of those. I don't think we went to the party the next year, to be honest with you. But no, you uh, didn't go to the party <laughs> next yeah. year. Renee went out shopping. <laughs> it was a, I, they, they probably... They, Probably weren't invited. Be my guess. <laughs> it was. I, I'm telling you, it was a feat uh, unknown to me. I mean, you so just you went, do not wait. snatch a. It was rolling. I grabbed no, it in a one motion. Right. I jabbed it on my neck, flipped over in the back of my chair, and said, "Oh no, help me, Lord, help me." So, so that's so that's your answer when you go to you know like. These people wear shoes when they go into restaurants. You <laughs> no, know, these are their the roads. Are, wait a minute. Their roads are all marked and halfway straight. <laughs> they, they can read. So your solution to, to, not, to, not looking, yeah, to not looking like an ignorant hillbilly <laughs> is to throw a horseshoe across your neck. Mission accomplished, dude. <laughs> it was it was funny when it happened. I bet it wasn't. It was funny to me. I bet we're all look, they were all looking at you going, what First of all... It, if you're playing horseshoes, you're not all that high fluting. No, that's my that's my whole point. And they weren't even good at horseshoes. They weren't 
you know, they were. They Maybe were, they just wanted to play horseshoes to make you feel included. I don't. We yeah. don't play horseshoes Maybe on the west side. No, you Maybe play they cornhole. We're cornholers. Which Maybe. why you would call? Well, you are cornholers on <laughs> yeah. the west on the west side. But maybe that's what they were trying to do. You don't know. Let's go back to Bridie Murphy. Yeah. This conversation. We've is had enough me. Chuck time. <laughs> Jesus, God. It happened. Mm-hmm. All right. So it was savaged by the critics within months of the story's release in 1956. It had managed something of a rebound among <clears throat> reincarnationists over the years who had been able to punch holes in the skeptics' best explanations for the mysterious Bridie Murphy apparent recall of a full life lived in the 19th century Ireland. Even the doctor, Johann Stevenson, considered by many the most skeptical, practical, and objective of the reincarnationist investigators, accepts the Bridie Murphy case as credible, despite the decades of debate that has raged around it. Understandably impressed, Mr. Bernstein went on to write a book detailing the woman's remarkable story which became a national bestseller upon its release in January of 1956. As soon as the book became a number one seller, it came under attack. It didn't take long for the scientific and religious communities uh, to notice that within weeks of Mr. Bernstein's books hitting the shelves, objections to the story emerged. The criticism came primarily from three camps. First, from the religious detractors who considered reincarnation incompatible with their Christian beliefs. Second, from the medical and scientific community who questioned both the validity of hypnosis itself as a tool for accessing subconscious memories, as well as the idea of life after death in general. And finally, from the press who challenged the supposed evidence designed to bolster the credibility of the story. While the religious opponents attacked from a biblical standpoint and the medical and scientific communities worked from the premise that it all lacked imperial evidence, it was the press that proved to be the most damaging to Miss... What did you you say? Tease. Okay. Her claims. Doing their own digging, they were the ones who, writing through a series of damning exposés, torpedoed Mr. Bernstein's book and reduced the Bridie Murphy story from that of a metaphysical mystery to a textbook case of cryptomnesia. Cryptomnesia? Cryptomnesia. Cryptomnesia. You're going to tell us what it is, right? I'm going to try and tell you what it is. Okay. Cryptomnesia occurs when a forgotten memory returns without it being recognized as such by the subject who believes it is something new and original, much like the story you just told. Yes. It is a memory bias, whereas a person may falsely recall generating a thought, an idea, or a song. He, Colonel, uh, falsely recalls having a large penis. No, what is your fixation with my penis? I have none. I have no fixation <laughs> with your penis. I'm just speaking out against penis shaming. I don't think that was right for kids to do it to you. And you suppressed. Obviously, you suppressed that. You're. you're you know. You're. You're, you're a little. We're, are we going to be defensive. doing this on podcast now? You're a little defensive. That's all I'm saying. No, no, no. This is a one. This is a one-day story. Go ahead, Brent. It is not a deliberate attempt by a subject to mislead. So I'm making a declaration. Oh God damn! On our Facebook page, all references to the Colonel's small penis will be deleted. I'm an admin now. Damn it! See, that's your fault, Tim. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Brandy. We, we were you gave, not, the, you gave we, the little dick kid power, and now he's going like, <laughs> to right. he's, he's, 
<laughs> he's got to have, you know, it's an extension of his penis, right? He has penis See envy. See what happens? He has penis envy. I've got page envy. I've got admin envy. <laughs> you did that. <laughs> All okay, right. I'm sure the colonel is of, you know. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. Kitty. Nope. <laughs> Put that away. Put it away. Put it down. I'm not looking at it. I'm not touching it. Just put it down. No, put it down. Just touch it, devil. Just touch it. I already did. Continue, Brandy. I'm sure that you've done something illegal there. (laughs) Me? No, him. Oh, well, probably. I think he's besmirched the picture of the Washington Monument. Now I can't even go visit. So it wasn't the fact that there was no record rec- written record of either a bridie. I will say the Washington Whoa. Monument is not Jewish. It is not. I don't like. <laughs> I don't. I do not like that point. I don't like Sorry. the point on the end. <laughs> I don't like that. You know what I hate about the Washington Monument? No, I hate that some bitch. Because you ever been to Washington D.C. walking around? I lived in Washington for a while. You can. It, it seems like like you're looking around and you're trying to figure out where you're at and you're like, oh, it's only you know just to the right oh, yeah, of the yeah, Washington yeah, yeah, yeah. Monument. It's a, it's a long haul down there, and it looks like it's close all the time. It is not, but it's not. Yeah, it's from not. like uh, the White House to Capitol Hill, that's a long haul. Yeah, and then and then people that like walk all the stairs to get to the top. Yeah, it's crazy. Fuck those sons of bitches. Yeah. that's crazy. They got talk. an elevator, but I don't even. I wouldn't even get an elevator. No, it always breaks down. There. All right, so. Let's see. It wasn't the fact that there was no written record of a bridey or actually a Bridget for which bridey is a common nickname. That's stupid. Uh, or for her parents or her husband, all of which Mr. Bernstein acknowledged we in his We can start books. calling Bridget Clavey bridey. Bridey. Uh, that was the most damning. Record keeping in the 19th century in 19th century Ireland was notoriously bad and considered the commonality, considering the commonality of the names Murphy and McCarthy, uh, such a lack of physical evidence was understandable. What critics had the most success with was delving into Virginia's past, where they made the following discoveries about her. As a girl growing up in Chicago in 1920s, Virginia had a neighbor by the name of Bridie Corkle, whose maiden name was Murphy. The researchers claimed that this was a subconscious origin of the name Bridie Murphy. Researchers uh, suggested that for a time, Virginia lived with an aunt of Irish descent who apparently regaled the impressionable young girl with tales of Ireland. These stories were subsequently forgotten by the young girl but remained as hidden memories that were later to serve as the basis for much of the later Bridie Murphy mythology. Yeah, so they wasn't claiming that she made it up. They were just saying these memories were in her. That right, her, they were just there. Yeah, they were just there. A Chicago clergyman by the name of Reverend Wally White, oh, whose church Virginia had supposedly attended as a child, admitted that the girl had proven especially precocious and had a notable interest in all things Irish. He was a major source of information to the reporters of the Chicago American in writing their series of exposés debunking her story. First of all, the Reverend Wally White. Mm-hmm. Wally White. Wally White. Wally White. Yeah. Come on now. <clears throat> the Reverend Wally White. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> uh, Virginia supposedly learned how to speak in an Irish brook uh, and performed Irish jigs from a teacher named something or another, I can't say, in Chicago when she was 12 years old. Can you dance a jig, Colonel? I can, I can dance a jig. Nope. <laughs> 
They call me Mr. Mr. Colonel Jangles. They <laughs> call you Mr. Colonel Jangles. <laughs> Apparently, Miss Virginia had a considerable gift. Don't stand up and start dancing. Had a considerable gift for acting and dancing, elements Busting of which move over here. would later play a dramatic role for her Bridie Murphy persona. Bridie Murphy remembered having a brother who died in infancy. According to the first expose, Virginia also had a brother who was stillborn, which undoubtedly served as the source for Bridie's memories of losing her brother. There was no evidence of a Father John Gorman or a St. Teresa's Catholic Church in Belfast, at which Bridie and her husband were apparently married, existing at the time Bridie supposedly lived. You're telling me there's no St. Teresa Church in Belfast. Yeah, it's kind of Existing hard at the time that Bridie supposedly lived. Now there's probably 108 of them in Belfast. Yeah. Like they Starbucks. Probably were at there's a, time. a St. Teresa in the west side where I'm at. Of course there is. There's 38 Catholic you, churches Because you all block. need the, all the religion you can get over there. Well, they got the colonel over there. Well, the pray, reverend colonel. Pray for marked roads. Uh, Bridie herself... Described to, herself. Pray, f- f- pray to survive uh, being struck by a horseshoe. Yeah. You should do that. That was in Sims Township. That oh. was in the uppity part of town. All right. The uppity part, for real. Really? Putting on airs. Well, you know put on airs. They move the cars out of the yard. <laughs> you know what I don't like? I, what? I do not like people who wear shoes with no socks. What kind of shoes with What no do you socks? feel about get, Any men kind of who shoes. wear sweaters over their shoulders? Not Don't like that either. Don't like that. If you're going to put a pair of shoes on, put a pair of footies on, put something on. So you I wear like... shoes with no socks all the time. Yeah, but you're a woman. He's talking about men that I'm look preppy about... is what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, the men like who... Penny loafers. Where, and yeah. Uh, it, now, boat shoes. Boat... He's got a boner for boat he's got shoes. A boner for boat shoes. No, boat shoes I can live with. But you put a pair of penny loafers on, put a pair of goddamn... If you got pants... And you got a pair of penny loafers on, put a goddamn pair of socks on. It's always now, saying Now, that's just stupid. It's always saying it. That's just stupid. I don't know what you're trying to pull with that. It ain't comfortable on your feet. It, it makes your feet and you got smell the, all And funky. you got a sweater wrapped around your shoulder. Yeah. Neck. Yeah, with a little alligator on it. Get the hell out of here. Coming at me with those penny loafers with no, no feet. Yeah, oh, no. Shoot socks Mr. On. Fancy Dress. Yeah. First of all, Mr. Fancy. The West Side people don't even wear shoes most of there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. To the time. Tacky ass people with the little, little blackberries on all, the holsters. You're just pissy because y'all can't afford penny loafers. <laughs> blackberries. <laughs> oh, blackberries even. Wow. <laughs> they even sell blackberries anymore? Well, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, Secret Service and everybody. By the way, well, right. Secret Service is supposed to carry them. Continue, please. Okay. Bridie described herself as growing up in a wooden house in a wooden house mm-hmm. at a time when wood was scarce in Ireland and rarely used as building materials. Bridie also recalled scratching paint off the bedpost of her iron bed as a child, years before iron beds had been introduced to Ireland. There were a number of other objections and inconsistencies as well, most having to do with some of the phraseology she used as well as other historical inconsistencies. The conclusion, then, by the researchers was that Virginia was the unwitting victim of a form of self-delusion of cryptomnesia. Cryptomnesia. It's an awful word. Just as much of the public had been quick to, just as much of the public had been quick to accept Bridie Murphy's story at face value, they were equally as quick to accept the verdict of the professionals that it was much ado about nothing. Within months, then, the debunkers had successfully destroyed Mr. Bernstein's credibility, and the subject quickly faded from public interest, along with serious interest in the subject of reincarnation in general. So it was a fad. It kind of faded away after this. Book sales and interest in the topic soon declined, and it became generally accepted that Bridie Murphy was either a figment of Virginia's imagination or simply a gimmick to sell books. Now, unbeknownst to most people here... Mr. Berenstein, unlike the colonel's, much like, much like the colonel's penis, nope. did not take nope. to having his reputation or th- his reliability sullied without a fight. Mm-hmm. Especially by his friends. So aided by a reporter for the Denver Post named William Barker, who first ran the Bridie Murphy story in 1953 and assisted by a number of allies, Mr. Berenstein fought to set the record straight, much as we did this morning. Of course. Regarding the colonel's penis. Several months of investigation, including a careful study of Miss Ty's background, revealed that the debunkers have been slightly less than honest in their facts. Who's that remind Fake news. you of? Fake, Fake news. news, Timmy. Fake, Fake news. news. Fake, Fake news. Penis so these news. are the, the these are they're debunking now the debunkers. Yeah. Sit down, Phil. Quit asking questions. (laughs) That's enough. All right. So, they have been less than honest, Timmy. Hmm. Who'd that remind you of, devil? I don't know anybody Mr. Drippy Dick, I think. Mr. Drippy Dick. (laughs) Continue, Colonel. Concerning the woman's (laughs) upbringing. (laughs) That's not going to catch on. I think I saw that on the side of a bus. We're going (laughs) to... 
<laughs> we're gonna, oh, we're going to keep using it until it catches on, Timmy. <laughs> You're going to do this to me. We're going to fight. We're going to fight libel with libel here, Timmy. Yeah, all right. We're, we're presenting it a united front. In, in the subway stations. <laughs> you were you were all over that thread. So I know because no, it was hilarious. <laughs> Colonel, we need to get together. I like, first of all, you two are always together against me. <laughs> I don't even know how many times you all. I know call that's me. what we need to get together. You just came out of the blue and, at me like Andy that. Bay. <laughs> Berman Bay. <laughs> what is <laughs> mercenaries? I'm like a mercenary. Wherever the money you is, know, that's and where I was I'm thinking at. about this because it's a shame because you was talking about and this is unrelated. We're going of back. Of course, to it Chris. is. We're going back to Chrissy here. Uh huh. Um, Chrissy's history. I know, but you said she might need money and might need money for gas and electric or whatever. Mm. And you know what? I, it, this, this just occurred to me that she could be the perfect girl. Because you know what? Ain't nobody, Timmy, ain't nobody give a blowjob like somebody that ain't got money for pizza. That's true. That's true. That's, He's got a point. What an insight. You ever had sex with the pizza man? No. Devil. No. Never, you ain't never had Have any show sex up with your say, economics professor. Oh, I know. oh, my God. <laughs> Hush up, drippy dick. <laughs> you know, she was all over that. No, 70 I mean, year old. Had... He was not Dumb 70. <laughs> Pocket protect and wearing. 70. You think Face. he was boxers or brief, girl? No, what would you what would you what would you do if he died while you Face was in the middle of the act? Was you He was thirty five years old. Mm-hmm. It was no, it was sure not uh, thirty five. He was probably thirty five years old at the come on. At the time it's he was okay 35. that he was old. It ain't a big deal. Yeah. Oh, at the time he was like, you don't, you don't have to be ashamed. Old men need loving too. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, as I sit here with the well, two of but you. But the question is, did she see him like did she was it only for the grade or did she just yeah. show up? Like when he's, you know, he got his pension, or I mean, <laughs> yeah. I will be your father, figure, put your time No, oh. that's See, wrong. <laughs> did you have father? Did you have daddy issues? No, I do not have daddy issues. Granddaddy well, issues? No, I do sleep? not, or I would be going after you. Then why did you sleep with the old guy? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't old. Shut the fuck up and read the goddamn she story. Had to get that C plus. <laughs> Oh my God, drippy dick. Be quiet. <laughs> you could. I mean, don't you feel though? I. Don't you feel that if you were going to go that far with the teacher, and did you do it in this classroom? Because you know she didn't. She didn't. She didn't do that with the sociology professor. Because that's an easy grade. Yeah, that's the easy one. Yeah, she had to go with economics. You know she did it with the physics oh, teacher. Because uh, that was a woman. You know, a physics teacher. She probably did. <laughs> physics she tried teacher. to do the reverse cowgirl and everything with that. <laughs> There was handcuffs, whipped cream, all kinds of shit. Now, so did you do it in the classroom? I'm questioning validity of your degree. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. She slept away to the top. How do you think she got this job here? You know. Now here's my question though: Does Timmy give us the residuals that he gets from all, from his face being plastered in the subway stations and on buses and billboards? Don't let this be you. Don't let this be you. <laughs> Stop chlamydia in its tracks. <laughs> Screaming when he pees. Yeah. <laughs> Stop chlamydia in its tracks. It's like razor blades. <laughs> I bet it is. God. Okay, Colonel, continue with Bridie Murphy. I'm sorry. This is an interesting story here. We should stick to the facts. Yes. Um, Try it. So debunkers, he was out to debunk the debunkers. That's so a bitch. They were not, they've been less than honest concerning the woman's upbringing and were proven repeatedly to be either flat out wrong. The debunkers. 
in what they said, or were frequently caught portraying the opinions of, air quotes here, experts, as they thought they were irrefutable facts. Um, and when we're doing these scripts, when we put air quote, quotes on stuff, the people can't get that. I so know. I had to do my air quote. Air bunnies. Thank you, Colonel. Writing a supplement to later reprints of Mr. Berenstein's book, uh, The Berenstein's Bear, well, you think he did the Berenstein no, Bears? No, no. Okay. Mr. Barker successfully debunked every point the debunkers had made, using careful investigation and corroborative facts to make his case that the Murphy story, while not irrefutable proof of reincarnation, was not mere nonsense. Some of the more interesting discoveries he made were as follows. Virginia Ty herself was born in the Midwest in 1923 and had never been to Ireland, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Didn't even speak with a hint of Irish accent. When we could hear her voice, had you uh, pulled that uh, soundbite from YouTube? Yeah, I could have done that. Yeah, but you didn't. But you did not. No, I was busy. Um, Clearly. She did, in fact, have a neighbor in Chicago by the name of Bertie Corkle, who had indeed grown up. However, it was in Ireland, but it was never clearly established what her maiden name was. Yeah, in her- fact, Murphy, nor was it obvious how Miss Ty would have learned either her first or maiden names as a girl in any case. She was not a close associate. Miss Ty barely remembered her, according to her own account. Plus, children rarely were privy to what adults would have been considered personal information, such as first or maiden names of non-related adults. They didn't just give that kind of information out back then. No. It's like giving your PIN number out. That's before Anonymous could come in and and get your mama's And I think the point was is that, you know, they were – they're breaking down some of these stories that it made – they made – the debunkers made a strong case based upon some flimsy evidence too. It was almost just as flimsy as, you know. It was was fake evidence. Yeah. Additionally, if Miss Corkle was a source for Bridie Murphy, why would Miss Ty have used her maiden name rather than her married name? Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, why not just use uh, the name she knew her by? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been more consistent if indeed Miss Corkle was a source of source for Virginia Ty's past life persona that she would have referred to herself as Bertie Corkle rather than Murphy? Because hmm. everybody knows Murphy's got bad reputations. You'd rather be a Corkle. Continue, Colonel. Additionally, Miss Corkle was not from County Cork, as Bridie Murphy claimed to have been, nor had she ever even been to Belfast. She'd grown up in County Mayo in Western Ireland, right next to County Ketchup and no. just south of County Mustard. No. A region of Ireland Bridie Murphy made no mention of during her detailed regression sessions. Yeah. Regression sessions. There you go. She was having regression sessions. That's what I feel like I'm doing when we come in here. Well. Regressing back to the third grade. Yes. <laughs> Again, if Bertie Corkle was the source of Bridie Murphy, why the abrupt and inexplicable change in locales? Inexplicable meaning unexplainable. Right. Can't imagine why. Yeah. Don't understand it. Don't get it. Thank you. It is makes it, no sense. Do uh, you think Brandy understood that? Was she playing Candy Crush? Yeah. 
I'm not could have been playing home, Candy Crush. Been I'm listening to you drone on and on and on and Con- on. Continue with this fascinating story of yes. Brady Murphy. And on. Miss Ty's Irish aunt, again, air quotes, mm-hmm. Marie, who had lived in with the family briefly when Miss Ty was 18 years old, was not from Ireland, but was born in New York City and most lived New most York of her City. life in Chicago. Yeah, and this is the lady that the debunkers said had such a impression on her because she had lived in Ireland and regaled her with tales of Ireland. She never lived in Ireland at all. Now, contrary to what skeptics had maintained, she did not regale Miss Ty with stories of Ireland simply because she was mute. <laughs> oh, no, you're making that. <laughs> and Miss Ty did not understand sign language. No, come on. Come on. It's hard to sign with an accent anyway. <laughs> Tell the truth. Okay, that's fake news. Miss Ty Phil? did not regale Miss Ty with stories of Ireland <laughs> simply because she had never been to the place nor any particular had any particular interest in it. In any case, like me in this podcast, (laughs) 18 years of age. No particular interest at all. Hurtful. 18 years is a bit old for one to acquire hidden memories. God damn, I got another page after this. (laughs) Do you want some help? There's a lot of words. (laughs) There's a lot of words here. You do this page, devil. Had Virginia actually heard her aunt speak of Ireland, this should have been easily recalled in later years, if not the specifics. At least the fact that she, have, she had spoken of the place, implying that either there were no stories for Virginia to remember or that she had been less than honest when later asked about them. Additionally, even if we accept the possibility that Virginia's Irish aunt had told her stories of Ireland, where would the aunt have gotten such a considerable amount of richly detailed information, especially considering she'd never been to Ireland herself? Hmm. She would have. Hmm. She would have. She would need to have acquired it from somewhere. Hmm. hmm. Further, even if she had read about Ireland somewhere and inadvertently passed the information on to an apparently easily impressionable eighteen-year-old girl, how did she accrue such a wealth of little-known historical facts and the unique details Bridie Murphy was later later to reveal? Obviously. Someone had to have done their research with no one being the wiser for it, and then that same someone had to have lied about that fact, a contention which has never been validated. And, and you know, in research at the time, I don't know you remember, Brandy, but I know, Chuck, you probably remember in college, when you had to research something, it meant not just pulling up your laptop. No, I it, remember you, you had, had to go to the library yeah. and get encyclopedias and You books had to know the Dewey Decimal System. You, yeah. We were I mean, just talking a, about the Dewey Decimal System. It was a grand effort to sure. do any type of big even deal. surface research. Research, Right. Now you can do it on your phone. But right. back in the day, it was very difficult. There was no Wikipedia. Nope. Uh, it turns out Virginia had never heard of the Reverend Wally White until he showed up on her doorstep some months after the release of the book now offering – to pray for her. Now, this is a guy who said he knew her as a child. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she had an interest in Ireland. And- yeah. Nice man of the cloth. Not surprisingly, he went on to be a major contributor to the Chicago American article exposing Miss... Uh, what did you say? How did you say your last name? T. T. T or Ty. Okay. Virginia. Uh, exposing Virginia's supposed past, despite having never known the woman as a child at all. Clearly, if this was the case... The Reverend White was a self-imposed plant 
designed to discredit the story for the obvious reason that reincarnation was incompatible with his religious beliefs and therefore a threat that needed to be eradicated. And or he could ju- he was just putting himself into the yeah, story. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of um Jaja's husband, Prince Vaughn, whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, that all of a sudden popped up, I'm the father of Anna Nicole's kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And went shut up. When the, the account something he's yeah. Prince. Is he a Prince maybe he's both. I don't know. Yeah. But the point is that he was yeah. a douche face. He just put himself into the story. Fucking douche canoe yeah. for real. Uh, let's see. There's no evidence the American knew the good reverend was mounting his own one-man disinformation program, but likely simply accepted his word that he had known the woman based upon the presumption that he was a man of the cloth, and that made him unlikely to, to, to lie. Oh, as or we, rape little boys. Yeah, well, you know where that's gotten us. Yeah. Virginia did not like elocution lessons, did not take elocution lessons from a Miss... Saulnier in Chicago when she was 12 years old, but later, but according to later investigators who managed to locate and interview the woman, Virginia apparently demonstrated no particular gift for acting, acting and never learned Irish jigs from her, Damn. but only contemporary dance numbers. So she didn't dance a jig. She Colonel did not. Can, Colonel can nope. dance a jig. I can da- I'll get up and dance you a jig right now, devil. Nope. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Though Bridie Murphy claimed to have had a brother who died in infancy, Thus paralleling uh, her childhood memory of sta- having uh, Virginia's childhood memory of having a stillborn brother, this proved to be completely erroneous. Virginia had no such ill-fated sibling, never claimed to have had one. Where this inf- information came from is anyone's guess. So they're just making shit up. About yeah, this they're woman. making stuff up at this point. While admittedly, it's fake news. Mm-hmm. While admittedly, there is no alternate evidence. Facts. Alternate facts. Clearly, it's Twilight Zone. While admittedly there is no evidence of either a Father John Gorman or St. Teresa's Catholic Church in Belfast, it has to be remembered that there were literally hundreds of small parishes peppered throughout Belfast in the early 19th century. While larger churches would likely be found in the public record, it would not be difficult to imagine smaller parishes parishes flourishing for a time before dying out, moving, or being renamed without leaving a trace in the public record they ever existed. Oh, that happens today. Yeah. That wouldn't be that far out. While much has been made of Bridie's supposed wooden ho- wooden house, uh, a scarce building material at the time, it has to be remembered that her home was apparently in a meadowed, forested area outside of Cork itself, which might have made a wooden house, or at least a partially wooden one, at the very least feasible. All right, Chuck. You think you can handle your one page left? I got one more page. You mean, I got to do the shout-outs, too. That's a lot of talking here. Yeah, I know. The instrument, you know, he has to talk a lot. You're wanting to, I know. Imagine you're wanting to do. No, a it's the reading that day. fucks him up. <laughs> it's like asking a fish to swim. It's the reading. I'm telling you. Continue, Colonel. There's also some confusion as to whether she said on the tape that she lived in a wood house or a good house. Her accent was at times difficult to make out, and the tapes being produced on early recording machines were not of the highest sound quality. They were not like you're getting from us right, right now. Correct. I mean, this is studio quality well, shit. This is good equipment. Here. Oh, Quincy Jones would be. Quincy Jones is looking at our shit like, oh, damn, I wish I if had that. If you'd speak into the mic, he would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson would have done Thriller on this one. Uh huh. Continue, Colonel. Now, the fact that Bridley also recalled scratching paint off the bedpost on Iron Bed as a child years before Iron Beds had been introduced to Ireland is also a non starter. Ooh, nice one, Timmy. Thank you, Colonel. I like that. Thank you. 
Glad I took this page. That means fake news, basically. Non-starter, fake news. Who are you talking to? Just He's our audience in general. You. He's talking, you're talking down to me. I'm talking to our audience. You're talking, so, wait, no. so you're talking down to our audience? No, he's yeah. Talking, he's talking down to you. You're okay. talking down to our audience? Okay, it was you. <laughs> Careful. Okay, I'll take it back. Um, the devil's very smart. Uh, later research, <laughs> she would have been smarter if she would have just studied for economics tests instead of blowing You know, first of all, let's just say for the sake of argument, let's just say for the sake of argument, you know, why... Why, why would I not sleep with my professor? I, that appears to be the smart thing to do. Then I don't have to study. I don't have to cram for exams. Then I don't have to do anything. Yeah, but you have to bang an old guy. Seven. He wasn't old. <laughs> yeah. he, had to, he had to lift his shrivelly balls up off the ground. To, really? Yeah, to wait. This bed. coming from you. This coming from you, who feels the need, like some people, feels the need to address every little slight <laughs> that you get. By pulling in pictures of the Washington Monument, this That's is what not, we're going to do. That was my I'm, penis, damn it! I'm thinking too, like you know, they're in the throes of fat passion, oh, but Jesus he has Christ. to take a break because he has to get him a glass of Metamucil. <laughs> this is inhaler. What's me- what's Metamucil? Is that what cows take? <laughs> Metamucil. Yeah. Do cows take that to shit? I'm just saying. You're you. just saying what? You're just saying what, motherfucker? Because let me tell you something. That little bitch that oh, was on your go. phone yesterday. That little bitch that was on your phone yesterday, talk about an old man going after some young piece of ass. No, we broke it off. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was devastating. I'm sorry, especially around Valentine's Day. Yeah. Well, now you don't have to get her anything. Thank God you dodged that bullet. You're going to be back with her tomorrow. No, no, no. No, she'll find some other lonely old man to lift his nuts up off the ground. She'll find some economic professor. Maybe she will. Maybe she will, and that's fine. The, the, he will understand supply and demand. <laughs> Unlike you, who oh, won't there's pay, a demand. Who won't pay her fucking cable bill? I got my own cable bill to pay. Motherfucker, please. You pay more fucking Strange Tales cable bills than anybody I've ever seen. Oh, you need your you need your car note paid this month. Okay, sweetie, here you go. You need your cable paid. I don't know why paid. you're so harsh to me. <laughs> <laughs> all I want to know is what happened to Bridie Murphy. That's all I care about. Jesus Not you Christ. and your seventy year old economics professor that you're banging. You want to blow an old man? That's entirely up to you. It's all wrinkly. <laughs> and a sperm, man. Coming from old sperm men. Must have been sitting around. Coming from old men. This is what I'm getting. That's Coming firm, from your you know, two wrinkly ass gray haired motherfuckers here. Vintage. It's vintage. Oh, it's probably sitting there from mid seventies or something. <laughs> from when he had his last key party. Disco was in style. What? <laughs> Get did a grip. Have, did he have belt bottom pants? No, he did, did not he have, have belt bottom pants. Did he have a flat butt? <laughs> Why? Are you hoping to find a brother? I'm just wondering what you know, what you saw in him uh, besides a, a C plus. I mean, you uh, what the fuck ever C plus? How did you negotiate your grade? That's what I want to know. I mean, did, w- could you have done better? I mean, could you negotiate it for a better grade? I mean, like, what was the you cocksuckers? I'm aware you get off thinking I got a C plus in fucking it was economics. Like dirty flower off the table. Well, dirty flower. First of all, dirty flowers always off. Would the that table. got you a B minus? <laughs> 
I'm just saying if you would go there. I know you didn't, but I was saying if you had done that, would you would you have got a better grade? You know, I do have a brain in my fucking head, although now I'm questioning all my life choices. <laughs> I question my life choices every morning. Let's, let's talk about Bridie Murphy, shall we? Colonel. Well, later research demonstrated that while Iron Beds, now remember we was back on the Iron Bed being a non-starter. Mm-hmm. Later research demonstrated that while Iron Beds were not as common in Ireland at the beginning of the 19th century, they were not unheard of either. Since Cork was a major Irish seaport that served as a conduit, that's like a that. like that. Colonel. That's perfect. That's conduit is like two. It's a like a uh, pathway. Yeah, that's how you, she's she's not paying attention um, for a large number of imports. It is not inconceivable that her father may have been able to procure such an iron bed. Hmm, he was a barrister, even at an early date. Other objections and inconsistency later consistencies later proved to be largely red herrings as well, leaving much of the skeptics' case on the floor in tatters, much like the devil after she got her C plus. Additionally, Mr. Barker noted that two of Belfast merchants Brady named a Mr. Carrington and a Mr. Farr were found listed on a registrar of Belfast merchants. Interesting. From mm. that era. Mm. The plot thickens. Straining mm. the chances of coincidence Your hair does not. to its <laughs> limits. Even the coin Bridie named, a tuppence that was originally dismissed as non-existent, turned out to be in common use during that time period, Timmy. Mm. In all, while there was some elements of the Bridie Murphy saga that proved to be unbelievable and unverifiable. And a number of questions that need to be asked. For the most part, Miss Ty's story proved to hold up better under scrutiny than did those of the skeptics, Hmm. a point that has been largely lost on most people. Yeah, it it had this, you know, when it first came out, it was a big thing, right? People Mm -hmm. believed it. And then the skeptics and then people did the research. They debunked it. And then that's where that's where people it's kind of dropped it. People kind of dropped it. So when they went back and researched the debunkers and found that a lot of their claims were unsubstantiated, that didn't make the news. It was kind of you know it it, it had already passed. The yeah. moment had passed. Time had passed. Mm-hmm. Now, why the Bridie Murphy story is not the strongest case of reincarnation on record, it's not the weakest either. What's most curious about this, Timmy? is that even though the debunkers themselves were debunked, so that's a double negative, so that means they were bunked, mm-hmm. um, from which they have never answered back. Yeah. So. You know, you know what, uh, doing this research, um, and this was, you know, that occurred in the 1950s, and doing the research, I was looking at websites, and I, I came across this debunk debunk website you know like like mm-hmm. early it, it was an early like snoops.com mm-hmm. it wasn't snoops but it was early. but anyway it was like in the snoops. mid it was like in the mid snoops. it was in like in the mid 80s or something mm-hmm. so this guy wrote the basically all the evidence that you gave about the debunkers the, mm-hmm. the first time they debunked it right and he he wrote all that evidence up and he got a response from morty bernstein Told him to go fuck himself. Uh, no, and and and, and 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 this guy says, "Well, first of all, 
I didn't know you were still alive. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. Because <laughs> he was like, I don't know how he was, but it was, you know, he was still kicking around in the late 80s. There you go. Rock on, Morty. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, nevertheless, the conclusions from the efforts to debunk the story stuck, and today it is widely accepted that the story was just bogus, much like the story of the colonel's tiny penis. <laughs> Now that's going to stick. Fake news. Fake news. news. I think that's going to stick. Sit down, Phil. Fake news. (laughs) I think that's going to (laughs) stick. Skeptics continue to accept the objections raised by the debunkers today without a second thought, even though you show them pictures of said debunked unit. Mm -hmm. Known as Virginia Morrow after a later marriage, Ty became a devout Catholic. She was never convinced that she had been Bridie Murphy, but retained an open mind until her death. In July of 1995, Miss Berenstein, who gave up hypnotism after discovering Bridie, sold his business in 1970, prospered in the stock market, became a major Pueblo philanthropist, donating land for the city's convention center and art center, and gave millions to the University of Southern Colorado. So very nice guy. He was not a. He was not just some uh, some little carny guy yes. coming through, you know, trying to pull one over on people. He spent the rest of his life defending his books against critics. He once shot a man in Reno. No, no, no. Get on to the story. Okay. Just watch him die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a man was saying his book was false. But the public was unwilling to give the story a second look. Maury Bernstein died on April 2nd, 1999 at his apartment in Pueblo, Colorado. He was 79 years old. All right. All right. So, Brandy, your final thoughts on the search for Bridie Murphy. You know, I say let her have it. There's nothing wrong in believing in something different. Okay, so you're open-minded about it. I try to be. And, Colonel, your thoughts on Bridey Murphy? I think she just read a book. Somebody gave her a book about Ireland. She made some shit up. Oh, you think it was a – you don't think it was repressed memory or anything? You think it was intentional? Um, you know what? Memories are strange, strange things to me. You know, have you ever had a memory of something that happened to you that something that occurred – and you find out later that it didn't really occur. And now I'm going to give you an example. Okay. One time the boys was in the car and Tanner was taught wanting to know why the Huns, not why the Huns, why the nuns invaded all of Asia. Mm-hmm. The nuns. The well, that's because they, they're ruthless. Taylor said. Taylor's a nun. Taylor's the worst. Well, Taylor said. That was the Yuns, you idiot. Not the Huns, right, but the right. Yuns. Uh-huh. And, you know, of course, that was very funny. Right. Now, as I recall, it seems like I was there when that was said. Mm-hmm. But Renee came home and told me, apparently, Renee came home and told me the story. And in your mind, you picture how they're sitting in the van and, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. how they'd be picturing. So years later, when you're remembering this, Oh, so that's like, like the Mandela effect you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah it's where like you, you have remember. a false memory. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, like we were talking about that Christine Chubbick yeah. case that we thought we saw <clears> the video <throat> when we hadn't. I don't believe that video that got released is real. 
No, no, no. But I, I mean, we we thought yeah. before yeah. They, they released one Everybody recently. Everybody thought, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I I've looked at that video a few times, and here's the thing: that's the giveaway from that. Uh, the, the what you're referring to is that there's there was a video released one day after we released one day the after pop, we did the podcast. The podcast somebody released it. The, the video of Christine, coincidence. Christine Chubbuck sh- shooting, shooting herself. herself. Yeah. It's I, on YouTube. And I don't believe it's real, and I'll tell you why I don't believe it's real. Mm-hmm. Her body flies into a desk with far too much force. Mm-hmm. If she had, she shot herself in the side of the head. Well, it was like in the back of behind her ear, I think. Or right behind here. her ear. Uh huh. Her body would have gone limp. Mm-hmm. A bullet, you know. Uh, it was. It was a very. Uh, uh, she jerked a great deal in the in the video. It, she threw her body was thrown with so much force, force yeah. that. And, you know, that's a, it's a myth when you see these guys getting shot with shotguns and stuff, mm-hmm. getting knocked back four feet, because mm-hmm. the laws of physics state that if I was going to knock somebody back four feet, um, that projectile that I would, it would cause me to get knocked back four feet by firing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I couldn't, now, it's different with an artillery shell that explodes, mm-hmm. but with a regular bullet, it does not knock you backwards, you okay. know. No matter how powerful. So you say the gun her is. her emotion was so violent in the video that it, it, it no the the physical the physical reaction of her body once mm-hmm. if she would had she shot herself what she should have done was gone limp in that chair. Mm-hmm. But there's not enough force for there's no gun made that would have thrown her body that with that much force into and that violently. Desk, yeah. that violently. Yeah. Um, it was, it, I mean, it's pretty graphic, but I, I tend to believe, I, I tend to agree with you. I don't think that was a real video. No, I, it, because it would have not been where to come from. Yeah. You know, where to, all of a sudden it just showed up yeah. on YouTube. A day it, after we released our podcast. Yeah. It was brilliant marketing on our part. Well, really I think no. I think it was somebody trying to uh, make well, us look bad because we nah, said it was. And there's didn't two. Exist. There's a, there's a movie and documentary out this year, so I think it's probably related to that. But anyway, Colonel, give us our shout outs. Our shout outs. Let's start with uh, the lovely Ruth Ann, who's going to be 21 years old. Happy birthday, Ruthann! Happy birthday, Ruthann! Ruth Ann. And then we go to Tasha and Ophelia. Hi, Tasha. Jeff Girdley and Sam Hildebrand. Linda, of course. Linda Middleton. Yes. Missy and, Morton. Uh, yes. Britton Chris and Celine, Dr. Jeff Chestnut, Teresa Slavin, Tommy Boom Boom Boomershine. Hey, Tommy. Shonda and Larry, um, Clark, Diane, and Lisa Trowbridge, Phyllis Munson, Aaron Wentz, Donna Curran, Brian and Lisa Lawton, Olivia Meyer. Katya. Lovely Katya. Kate with the C, McCarthy, Bridget Clavy or Bridie Clavy. Bridie Clavy, we're going to call her. Byron Snellings, Denny Mack, William Truax, Amber Croup, uh, let's see, Trixie, Stephanie Quick. Casey Hood, by the way, who uh, make sure you include him on uh, our... I got Casey on my uh, list okay. down here. Okay, cool. But we'll do Casey right now, Casey Hood. Okay, thank you. Um, let's see. We got, uh, Laura O'Reilly, of course, Gabby Lewis, John Cunningham, Tara Bond. Gene Bond. Lydia. Our favorite softball player, Brandy McBride. 
Maggie Glover, Jeff Appel, Christine Bourgeois, Katie Moorhead, Mary Ray, Marvin Hammond, Andy Valley, Cheryl Musco, Keith Brewsty, Becky Mitchell, Vicky Ann Wallace, Steve Miller, Nick and Molly, Nick Starr, Molly Erickson, Natasha Davis, Neil Eagleton, Stewie Benton, Tracy, Tracy Lynn Busby, how you doing Tracy, Ali Nett, Christina Hauer, Leah Pangburn, Natalie Parsons, um, Rebecca Montanle, Michael Eisenhower, Danielle Fredrickson, Andy Sparaccio, Toby Deese, Nancy Jalapeno, Kim Kamikaze, Jennifer Hawkins, Tara Chinchilla, Lindsay McMillan, Sonyana and Eddie Rushing, Yoel Handler, Sammy James, Jason Dykes, Amy Payne, Tara Jenkins, let's see, Pete Fulmer, Amber, 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 Anderson, Danielle Fredrickson, Christine Dorma, I could be an auctioneer to wear You really right. could. Am, Little Emmy Waterfall, Susan Angles, Kristen Davidson, Don Gordon, John Gray, Dave Hill, Thomas Tui, TJ Youngblood, Robin Sanchez, Colleen Matson, Aaron Aaron Fowler. How you? Do? I love the name Aaron. Mm-hmm. If I had another girl, I'd name her Aaron. That's pretty neat. <clears throat> Allison Shields, Diane from uh, Diane Student. History goes bump. Todd Long, Lauren Feller, Ron Ratsky, Lauren Meredith, Stephanie Poling, Leah McAllister, Tamara Cola, Tammy Ennis, Valerie Murray, Kirsten Anderson, Andreasen, I'm sorry, Nancy Weller, Anita Darden, Jessica Winchester, Carla, lovely Carla Nelson White, Amber Trevino, Angie L., Karen Alden, Norma DiMaggio, Dan Hamer, Andy Spizer, Brandy Weiss, um, let's see who we got here. Skip Fayou, Callie, lovely Callie Jones, Ramoni Howard, Kelsey Fro, Jennifer Miller, Marion Buckwald, Jeffrey Dolan, Stacy Lynn, Brenda Deutsch, Liz Evans, Jessica Bishop, Jen Moyer, Michael Daniel, Amelia Roscoe, Maddie Kinnon, Heather Marshall, Heather Poole, Heather Hall, Mark Hammermeister. Jeff Hopkins, John Janke, Mike Tabor, Lease, Kevin Behan, Kim Cambron, Terry Hemsley, lovely Annette Petray, Stephanie Glenn, Christina Hodges, Christina Montana, Maria Barber, Jennifer Potts, Cindy Hamilton, Paul Mampilli, Mike Arnold, Melissa Lubrano, Brittany Powell. Kelly Colwell, Jennifer Sabota, Lauren Meredith, Nina Instead, Ronnie Rhodes, Sophia Panta, Aaron Shipley, Jay Alford, Holly Wooded, Ali Nett, Deborah Chappelle, Danielle Jones, Brittany Martin, Margot Donahue, Jamie Metcalf, Meg Vansel, Allison Schneider, Sarah Taylor, Nitan Sill, Amber Anderson, Rachel Hummer, Lauren Mayer, Molly Fontenot, Sean DeBoard, Melissa Montana, Melissa Montoya, another one of our favorite softball players, Timmy, mm-hmm. Stacy Guterres, Tim Hale, Donnie Young, Melanie Young, James Rion, Alan Dobbs, Ann Daza, Carol Nash, Elizabeth Brock, Mark Farnham, Paula Kimes, Chris Swanson, 
Christina Bachelor, Andrea Odell. Um, I always get. I want to say Rob Roy. Why do I, that's not right? Probably not. I know Mr. Roy, George Hockler, um, Matt Brookins, Joe Lehman. Of course, we have the Colonel's crew who stands by me through thick and thin, no matter what you say about me, Timmy. No matter how smart your penis is. Well, they'd love me for the Colonel, Timmy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Angie Ball, the lovely Nicola, Allie and Charlie, and hopefully Allie got her Valentine's. I sent Allie a Valentine today. Very nice of you, Colonel. Well, it was a real, actual heart in a box. Okay. Um, that came from some, I don't know where you get real hearts, but yeah. I had to go down to the morgue and get one. They're hard to come Figured by. she would appreciate that. Um, Sarah Mimosa, Sarah Spaghetti. Jennifer Burdick. Karen Barnes, our friend Karen. Karen, who's very uh, gracious and always retweets our uh, post on uh, Twitter, as well as uh, Fat Boy Gardener, who's neither fat, a boy, or a gardener. A gardener. A gardener. Yeah. Jana Fitzgerald. Um, here's now here's somebody that could talk to you about Ireland, Timmy. The lovely, lovely Francis Darton. Hey, Francis, uh, go and check out uh, Cork, Ireland, and see if uh, you run into any records of Brady. Yeah, Murphy. just jump in the car and go to Cork, yeah, Ireland for us, and yeah. see what you find out. But hello, Francis. Jess Williams, I haven't heard from her in a while. Just check in, damn it. We get we get worried about you when we don't hear from you. Amanda Bocci Ball, Shannon, of course, Tiffany. The lovely Jamie Tarantino, Monica D. Agostino, Scotty J., of course, Angela Cobes, Radika Smith, Liz Keating, the lovely Jennifer Wicks, a New Yorker, who's a Southern Belle now, Timmy. She's very funny. I like Jen. Um, she's, she might be a little bit insane, I'm, I think, Tim, but she's, she's a funny woman. Beautiful Rachel Marie Flynn, Donna Whitmore-Hellman. Maja Zanalka, um, of course, Jennifer Siemens, who is on Team Colonel, but her mother's not. That's like the Civil War, kind of, you know, how some people turn sides. Yeah, it's like that. Tearing families apart. It's tearing families apart. I don't think so. And, of course, if I was Bruce Springsteen, Timmy, yeah. do you know who my, my Clarence Clemens would be? I don't know. Tell me. It would be the lovely little Fallon. Yes, beautiful little family, the mascot of the team colonel, and and just a lovely all around girl, who I said yesterday, just jokingly, when she put that seventy thirty thing up. Yes, I said she shamed the team, and I did not, and she called me out on that. She should have. Yeah, you were being a dick. Well, first a small dick, but a dick. It would take a lot more than that to shame your team. Clearly, are you saying that? Allie and Charlie can't be shamed? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying they're, if they claim to be on your team, then it takes a hell of a lot more than that to shame them. Yes. Well, I don't, I don't believe you should be sullying such fine people. I am people. not sullying them. They're all wonderful people. They are very wonderful people. On with the shout-outs, Colonel. Oh, now listen to him. Now, all of a sudden, see, he always gets, here, I want you to read these 365 <laughs> names, and then I want you, I'm going to get impatient while you do it. Come yeah. on, Tiny Dick. Let's move it. <laughs> Might my advocate retort? No, you haven't paid me any money. I'm not retorting shit. I will not finish until you retort. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Lady uh, Beverly, we hope you are feeling better. Lady Beverly, I hope you're doing well. And Dottie. 
Yes. Dottie, I got three more that you didn't know okay. about. All right, hit them. Because I don't on. have the list. So please retort. It's your team. Come on. Let's go. It is your team. Look, drippy dick. Come on. I've done this the best I can. All right, three you, more shout outs. I got to carry this whole some bit. Huh? Oh, you want to get out? You, you, look at him. Look, for, for fucking shame now. But Jesus Christ He's almighty. got a hot date with yeah. Amber. With, You're the one that has to leave, Q. so stop it. I'm not the one bitching. Come on. Yeah. Fin- wrap it up, Colonel. I'm done. All right. Uh, you said you had three more. So you're, now you're a liar. Yeah. He's Perfect. Still Come a liar. On. And, uh, Come so on, he, drippy dick. That, that. So he's lying, which proves <laughs> that he is has a small dick. Well, usually it's how yeah. it works. Yes. Okay, Brandy, uh, where can people find us? You can find us on Facebook. Yeah, we have two pages, History Dweebs page and History Dweebs, the podcast where we – interact with all of our listeners and all the folks that we've mentioned here so join us on history dweebs the podcast uh facebook group on itunes yes and uh, please leave us a review uh if you can if you leave us a positive review we will give you a special shout out um then our next podcast uh you can find us on twitter yeah you can follow us at history dweebs one or you can follow the colonel at uh, Hawk Waters, um, Hawk Waters, right, Colonel? Yeah. I just want to say we got a, we've got two new reviews on um, iTunes, two positive ones, uh, Oakey Lane and MCM1975 both left us positive reviews, so thank you very much. Well, that's lovely. Uh, and then Stitcher and Libsyn and any of the other podcast hosting sites. Yeah, we're all over the place. Yep. We're like gonorrhea. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you again next time on History Dweebs. Bye-bye. Good day. Bye, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.